podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Phil Daniels, this is, um, you know me, I do it every week, uh, Kerry Levy, and we've got a new, Seb Fontaine is on, DJ Extraordinaire, he's come on tonight, welcome to the show mate. Thank you very much for having me. Yep, uh, we've just had, Pleasure. listen, we've had, um, we just had the Arsenal, right, they did it before, they, they, they won't go now, and then they keep coming back to say things, because they think they're good, but they got beat by Tottenham, didn't they? And we've had a bit of a... But yeah, they, and we weren't about for that podcast, which was really unfortunate. They're getting a little bit brave now, they keep popping their heads around the corner and, you know, trying to rub our noses in it, but we're still better than them anyway. Absolutely, and they, they, it's a, such a gooner thing to do. Most of the season they don't want to talk about football because it's all going wrong for them. Just a couple of results and suddenly they go, ooh, ooh, what a shame that you lost, you know, and they start <laughs> rubbing your nose in it, and as it'll all change within another week. Yeah, well, I think we're missing chances. They they just don't do create it. them. They create them, do they? They no. sort of ponce about. A bit. Yeah, they do. So enough of them. But we don't uh, ponce. How you doing, then, Seb? You all right? I'm mate? really good. I mean, it's freezing cold, you know. But it's uh, it's a good British winter. Good for some football. I see all the games only just happened on the weekend, and I'm so glad that they cleared that Newcastle pitch so we could uh, fluff that one again. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But if we look at it from uh, what's been going on, actually, a draw is not a bad result. True. Okay, that's a spin on it. I'm trying to say, <laughs> and I can see no one's going to rise to it. You're working for the wrong people, I think. <laughs> the classic for the weekend, which I was hoping for, was the um, all these referees in Scotland from yes. Uruguay and Bolivia, or the Portuguese, they or wherever, in. is to postpone all the games out there. <laughs> so, like, who was it? One load of referees came in and left straight away. The Polish. I want to know. No, I thought Portuguese. Why did they leave? Um, no one has said. They said they flew in, were there like an hour or two, and just ran. Ran, ran, ran. So something has got to have happened that we are not privy to, and I want to know what's gone on. But I'd like to say, um, um, referees around uh, the world, uh, thanks for the solidarity. What a <laughs> load of tossers you are. <laughs> Coming in when them Scottish boys have gone on strike, terrible. Yeah, absolutely, you know. That's the way it is. Refs. You're always going to hate them. Yeah, that's it. Striking, not striking. Can't get a good ref, can you? No. Well, I don't think the ref had much to do with uh, Sunday's performance. Well, go on then. I suppose we... Well, you know, where should we start from? Should we go from Newcastle or... You know, we weren't here doing a podcast the week before for the Birmingham game, but maybe we can lump everything into one great big mush. All I heard about the Birmingham game was we was winning it, Birmingham, right? They're called Birmingham. And um, (laughs) (laughs) we we was all over them, and then they was one new up. And then I knew... On, you know, I see 1-0, and I knew we weren't going to do it. So what happened? It was one of those classic games whereby there's a, there's a fundamental problem in the fact that we overscored at the beginning of the season. And, <laughs> and <laughs> we should have spread the love a little bit more, is that what you're saying? Yeah, we should have done, certainly sort of spread something a, a bit more, you know, some of the goals, but um, I don't know. It was like... 
I, it was a very strange workmanlike, you know, huff and puff performance, creating chances, fluffing and missing them, but you never felt that one was ever going to go in. We seem to make a lot of chances and not take all our opportunities that we should be at the moment you know if, if we weren't creating chance i'd be more worried because we'd be like well where are the goals going to come from we are creating the chances we're just not you know drug but not looked he's you know malaria whatever but you know he's just not looked 100 percent, and it just doesn't seem to be that cohesive at the moment but he didn't look bothered uh, to me uh, there was a there was a point on um sunday's game where he thought he was tugged down with the last man sort of thing and he kind of did his nut didn't he and uh, ran up to the ref, okay, and then and then the ball went near him while he was still moaning, and he felt his moaning was much more important than him <laughs> going for the ball. That's right. So and he then went after the linesman again, didn't he? And and the game is going on, and you think, hold on, this guy. I, th- I have a bit of a bugbear about this whole Drogba situation at the moment. He has. I don't know if anyone's seen one of the headlines <coughs> in one of the papers today. It said Drogba demands Chelsea improvement. Well, Didier, I've got one thing to say to you. <laughs> Chelsea fans demand Drogba improvement, uh, and I think there is something fundamentally missing in his game at the moment. But you know what it is with him, and it's what you kind of love to hate. It's his arrogance that makes him so good. And when he hasn't got that arrogance, we're like, come on, you need to get arrogant again. And, and you, you, you can't win with him because when he's arrogant, you don't like him very much anyway. But he's scoring loads of goals. So, you know, what do we want? I'll take the goals. Take the goals. Take the goals. And, and can't stand uh, yeah, the man. Take the goals. No, yeah. I, like, I, I do like him, but just at times, he's not a captain. I no. mean, he captains Ivory Coast, but he's not a captain. He doesn't do the job. And, I mean, Chelsea looked again. Uh, rudderless, didn't they? I mean, even Ivanovic, who's the quietest man, was starting to shout uh, yeah. to get them together, you know, to, you know, it, it's hard because I feel sorry, I, you know, I've had a gut Ramirez, but I feel sorry for him a bit because he's, uh, he's being asked to do an awful lot. And he's got no one to guide him through it. In an early stage of his career at the club. If, if someone had said to me, at the moment, what is the main problem over the last few years that you feel has been going on with Chelsea? And I would say that that backbone that we had of Lampard, Terry, that kind of look core English backbone, we've replaced them with the kind of Malud, or, you know, because these boys are getting old now. They're 29, 30. Their bodies are taking a little bit more punishment. You know, they're also, they're out longer when they are injured. Then they're, they're not the invincibles that they once were when they were 22, 23, etc. And now, we, with the, if you look at the players that we've replaced last three years, kind of Maluda, he's a flair player. Zerkov took a while to get going. He might be getting going. I know people are warming to him now and Ramirez Ramirez looks a bit lightweight to me and I, you, all right you, I've got to be fair though Maluda looked lightweight for the first season you've got to give him time but all these players don't seem to be strengthening that core down the middle that backbone of Chelsea and it seems to be adding more and more flair players that seem to go missing on the days you really need some steel in there and that's what I think it will carry on being our problem unless but we do you sort think out British players have that though <sighs> I mean, I mean, there's a couple of couple of the youth team players that seem pretty good, you know, Mancien and Bruma and stuff. But they've got we, we, if we don't play them, we can't. Never, but this is my point about this supposed youth policy we have, and we've talked about that on, on, before on here. The fact, if you have a youth policy, there comes a point when the chips are down, you've got to let them play. And at the moment, you, we have put Alex in yesterday, who for me didn't have a particularly good game, and is having an operation today or tomorrow in Brazil. So he's obviously not 100 percent fit, but they've picked him over Bruma. Now, isn't this when you have to say, we have a youth policy, we're going to stick by the kids, and then we, as fans, have to go, if we start losing games with kids, that's how it works. You so, know. is this why uh, 
Arneson said, um, cheerio, um, well, his to job's Chelsea. Done. He says his job's done. His job's done. I don't think so. Uh, well, <laughs> his job seems to have been make, making us one of the most hated teams and youth team in, in, in the whole world, poaching players, underage players. Well, and that is our offering them, policy. Offering them helicopter trips and free fish and chips or whatever he's been doing. So, actually, I'm not, I'm not sad to see the back of him. Well, I'm not. And he's on the Chelsea board, you know that, don't you? What, still? Or is he S- gone? Still on the Chelsea board. Oh, good. He leaves at the end of the <laughs> season, doesn't he? But well, he hasn't said he's leaving the Chelsea board, though. That's interesting. So that's your point. Is he leaving the board? Yes. Uh, okay. Oh, so you think he might be kept in the wings for something bad? <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think that's kind of going it's on. Just, <laughs> yes. but, but you have a real um, interest in the the whole sort of hierarchical structure of, of suddenly... The, the, well, look, we seem to have been able in the last year to get people to start almost liking Chelsea again. And then somehow we've managed to turn it around on its head and everyone's going, oh, that's so typical Chelsea. With the Wilkins scenario, with Arneson, with everything that's going on, with Emanalo. We have three first-team coaches now. Uh, you know, I... I, I Assistant first-team still- coaches, let me get it right. <laughs> I do love... We love the Chelsea. Yeah. We love the Chelsea. But, you know... I, 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 the Wilkins thing, you know, a lot of people, all the papers are loving to say this has all happened since Wilkins. Now, in my eyes, I think we've been getting away with it for a long time. I think our performances, you know, we've been lucky. Actually, if I'm really honest, Newcastle and Birmingham, I think we played better than we have done for a long of the other games that we literally won 1 0 and scraped it through. Actually, we were creating more chances. But I, I don't think it's the Wilkins thing because I think this has been going on a long time. I just think we've been getting away with it. And But the papers are love to say, oh, look what you've done now you know you rich whatever what about um <laughs> yeah, I think solomon kalu's miss oh i don't know what she <laughs> we, we, sorry which one are we talking about i've been uh, i've been sent a poem actually um about solomon kalu uh, we talked about his boots jelly baby boots and this and someone <laughs> sent me a poem and it goes like this solomon kalu are your boots on askew is the right on the left is the left on the right are your laces undone or are they having a fight? You wear yellow and green and tangerine dream, magenta jabot and aquamarine, lemon and lime and a nice shade of wine. Believe me, my son, you are wasting your time. Get some old-fashioned boots, mate. They might help you to shoot straight. <laughs> <laughs> and who Thank that? you for that. Um, Who's Spindy Lila from um, Sp- Birmingham. Sp- <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> well, that was a bad miss that was a bad miss you know what he didn't even know anything about it that was the worst thing he kind of looked up and there was the ball i have a theory about that though right now look we have two players who come on quite often in sturridge and kalu sturridge obviously has no right peg he can't trap a ball he can't kick a ball he can't dribble a ball he can do nothing with the right leg it's only there for standing on he's left footed <laughs> only so we what do we do we bring him on a substitute and we put him on the right hand side and there was a time where he tried to dribble around the outside of the defender with his left foot which just can't actually physically happen because it makes you fall over and things. I felt really sorry for him. I think he's been getting better, but why play him on the right-hand side? Now, funnily enough, Solomon Kalou is right-footed, but what do we do? We bring him on and put, put him, him on, on the, the left-hand left side. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. There's, that's the cutting-in theory, because they reckon if you're right-footed, we've done this before. Yeah, when you we switch him for an occasional cut-in, but we, to leave him out there all the time, high and what dry. they used to do with Cole and Robin. They used to switch him all the time. They used to put a left-footed player on the right and the right and the left, because you can cut 
cut in easily, but it doesn't seem to be working, though, if no. we're honest. Because they don't ever exchange. They go, oh, it's a bit yeah, of a way to go over stop. there. Let's have a little, you know, you know musical I, I, chairs. I just think there's something fundamentally wrong with square pegs and round holes, and that just seems to be happening. In fact, we're talking about Ramirez. Ramirez, for me, um, I, I was talking to Jeff Young today, who does the show with us quite a bit, and um, we were talking about the fact that maybe Ramirez would be better in Mikel's role that actually that might be a better place for him to really get to grips with what's going on in the Premiership. Well, he ain't come up to, he ain't come up to the uh, mark. Mikel, to me... You don't think... Not last season. I thought last season... I thought he would... He, I thought what last season was his... I really thought he'd come forward. This season he seems to have drifted well, back Well, he started all right, but he's got a lot more responsibility. And I, he's I got think no Essien. He's got no Frank in there. Well, he's, he's got no one to help him. No, you're right. But he does... It's He hasn't taken the mantle of... Being the leader, and I None think of them he have. might have—he could have been the leader for us. He, um, we seem harried in the middle of the park every week at the moment. The the, the timing and the distribution. That yeah, they really are. And they, they're putting him under pressure. They, maybe they've seen him as a bit of an Achilles heel, and they're on him. You know, and it, so maybe it's unfair to just blame it on him. But it does. I'm not f- blaming it on him, but, but I just. But feel it feels like they're really. You know, the, the time in the middle of the park at the moment is like, minimal. Yeah. But it, where's Essien though? Well, Essien's oh, uh, he got red carded, didn't he? he? No, but he's no, it's not that he's got a, a toe injury. Oh. No, this is his third game though. That was his third. No, he should have been back for that one, but he had an injury. That's why he didn't play, I believe, against Newcastle. No, I believe he was. Um, <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought. I thought. I thought. I don't want to jump suspended. over this <laughs> massive glass desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> All right, well then it was his third one, but he's got a toe injury. That's why he didn't play. Oh, don't That's why he didn't play against like Selena because he could have played against <laughs> Selena, couldn't he? Yeah, but who's going to play against Selena? Well, if you've been out for three games, you need a game to all get. All right, all right, then. You know, all right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But um, <laughs> one other thing, um, you're talking about uh, the midfield and what have you. Uh, Peter Dancer's written in. Um, must be a song in that somewhere. Great name. Um, but he's talking uh, about. Please cheer him up tonight because something's completely wrong and he says there's no leader on the pitch uh, Drogba is taking over from Balak and is becoming the Chelsea jogger now you probably might not agree <laughs> with this because you, you're a Balak man aren't well, you well yeah I don't know if you'd like to have a little word with Peter about this Peter uh, Balak uh, uh, did more mileage than any other Chelsea player on the pitch he, he, because he jogged a bit if we'd have had him now you see I think some of these problems <sighs> I think so. Yeah, but... Well, you, you know what the problem with Balak was? He was pl- always should have been playing in the same position as Lampard. And Lampard was never, ever, ever injured f- for that little period. We get rid of Balak, and Lampard's now had the longest spate of injury that he's ever had. This would have been when Balak would have been shining and coming through. I mean, you know, he plays just behind the, you know, the front two. You know, and he just... I that a was in-, in the side, wouldn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, he's a great captain. He'd have bossed yeah. everyone about. And that's what we haven't got. No one going around and bossing people. You know, the, the other the, the other day against uh, Zelina, Drogba went to the crowd and put his hands up in the air. Going, oh, he's always on, done that. That annoys me when he yeah. does that. But as you say, that's the arrogance of the man. But you know what? It, it, we seem a little bit, you know, when Avram Grant was in charge after we'd lost Mourinho and it seemed that... The, it looked from the outside that the team was self-managing and kind of everything was done. It didn't look like the grant seemed to be... Well, um, apparently man- Terry managed the team. Exactly. But it seems a little bit like that in a moment. It seems a bit like a democracy and you need someone at the front, you know, giving it. Well, well there you go. You know, uh, the... 
the interesting thing, Drogba came out with this quote. I don't know if you read or heard this one yesterday. And I know it's all about Drogba, but this is what happens when you when you're captain. I think you set yourself up for being shot down. And like it? a poem about Didier next week. Thank you. <laughs> okay, but, I'll Drogba. do that. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Seb. <laughs> we would appreciate that. Um, Drogba said, uh, "We won't win the league unless we Im- improve uh, uh, first, which is." Fair enough, but uh, he should look at himself again. He says, The problem is, we conceded a goal very early in the game, and we had to chase. And when you have to chase, you create more space, and you create more fatigue as well. So it is difficult to convert the opportunities you have. You know it's what? Like a poem as well. It was. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no sardines you know and what? seas, though. If I'm honest, though, even last season, some of the best games we played... We always went a goal down to start with, and then we woke up. Sometimes we come out, we just think, oh, we can do this, you know, it's only whoever. And then we go a goal down, and then we wake up and score another three or four. And, it, you know, sometimes it's taken Chelsea to go a goal down for us to wake up. So I think that's nonsense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're saying, we get a bit tired. Yeah, and we've had to work a little bit harder. Oh, and it's really very exhausting. And the pool's iced over now. It's awful. <laughs> it really is terrible, terrible. It business. has. It has. Mine has, anyway. <laughs> but we're still in it every morning. <laughs> smashing our way through the ice yeah unfortunately you're not banging them in these days for us you see phil nah. but um, so what was your oh, the first other th- game seb sorry sorry no 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 no, no i was just no, no, no. one last right, thing then. was there was a bit of comeuppance for the team apparently at the newcastle game uh because um they went to the airport to get the plane back to london yeah and I, I saw it got stuck in Aberdeen. I was uh, like, yeah. what the hell was the plane doing in Aberdeen when you're coming from Newcastle? I'm and not- you've been flown up there. It's obviously a package deal. They dropped Easy, jet. The <laughs> off. Easy jet. Maybe there's some refs on it. It could have been some referees on it. You know, you don't have to be a homing pigeon to realise that Aberdeen's the wrong bloody way. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the, the plane was stuck in Aberdeen along with Chelsea's team tactics, I think. So, uh, yes. So they had a very miserable long coach journey yes. to think about it yes. all. So I hope you thought very, very hard. Anyway, moving on, Phil. Seb. My first game. Go on. Well, I was so... I'm, I'm an old man now. I'm 40. So it was a sign of 77. My old man used to have a pub on the King's Road. Uh, he used to have the uh, goat and boots. And so he used to take me down there and, uh, and, and literally... I, you know, literally, we some awful, awful games, but it was actually just the fun of being there. You know, I, I still think it was one of the the best places you you could ever go to watch football in that. Was time. that when we were a bit sort of crap? Yeah, we were stuff. crap, and but the, <laughs> but the the songs were funnier than anywhere else. In you know, it was brilliant. But my my childhood hero is Mickey Droy, six foot five, big beard, big you know, kind of Leo Sayer hairdo. You know, love love that man. Really, really do you know do. what he does now? Yeah, he's an electrician on the Harrow Road, just up near that way. <laughs> hey, Seb knows his stuff right <laughs> you'll be getting an invite back for stuff like that that's Nicky cool joy so you liked a big sort of bruising center half yeah you i wanted like someone to the- put the put the challenges in properly you know and literally you, you know you knew when you were tackled by the man he could slide in couldn't he he could yeah not only that he'd slide in take the ball and give you stubble rash on the way out as well <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he's, he's brilliant so so that was yep. your main hero yeah yeah fillery do you like fillery yeah uh, you know what one of the i mean for me still a little bit later one of my, one of the most talented people i ever see or most underrated chelsea players pat nevin i just saw him do some amazing amazing things and i just you know that man should have been like a kind of scottish messy if one exists <laughs> but yeah. you know but he really was that good he was he was brilliant but you know obviously i remember the 
Speedy, Dixon, you know, all of that era. That was kind of when I was like 12, 13, they were great times. Loved he was it. the first sort of footballer like the alarm or. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat Nevin. <laughs> no, he was an indie kid, wasn't he? He was indie. Yeah, he was indie. <laughs> Well, talking about the alarm, you've probably spent a t- bit too much time in the alarm world, haven't yes, you? Yes, I have a bit, yeah. <laughs> but we'll move on. We'll explain that one day. Yeah. <laughs> one of Phil's latest <laughs> projects. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, also, those were the days when we didn't really have any sort of ambition other than to survive. Well, I remember one of my happiest moments ever was the last match of the season, and we were in a second division, and we had to wait on another result to see if we were going down and we got the result in. I couldn't tell you who it was. I'm sure someone will, and I'm sure they'll do it on the Twitter or put me wrong. But and we got the, and everyone is standing on a pitch and in the stand, and it came in over the tannoy that they'd lost, and we were staying up in the second division. And it was just like the elation, everyone hugging each other, ripping oh up God, chairs. God, we nearly <laughs> went down, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to the third division, and that was probably right. that's right. Yeah. And so, and I remember being at that game and just being, it was like we won the cup. It literally, everyone's screaming and cheering and getting undressed. I know, success undressed isn't and as great as it's made out to be, is no, it, always, you know? No, it's and sort li- of literally, and all it was was we hadn't gone down to the third division, and it was, it was, just a, it was a massive party. So the West Ham podcast is a right laugh then, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, out of adversity comes misery. Well, they had a win, yeah. didn't they? So, cool. <laughs> Good on them. Yeah, well done. <laughs> I tell you, Ab- West Ham in the background here. I, I tell you, <laughs> always, always rated Avram. I have no idea where we got rid of that. Nice one. bloke, though, isn't he? <laughs> Our assistant first team coach was brought to Chelsea by Avram Grant. That's right, Emanalo was, wasn't he? Okay. Thank God you know his name. But he's not. But he's not allowed to touch the team or something. Is he? He's not allowed to. Well, no, not that, with his you fingers. Shouldn't t- you shouldn't go around <laughs> touching. <laughs> no, but he's not allowed to have anything to do with the team. It's only in, in name only. Well, there's which three. I, he's not, there's is three. he allowed on the bench? They were, were undecided whether he was allowed on the bench. Well, he's on the bench now, but Carlo stands up all the time, from what I can see. And then yes. goes and, and sits and, next and to... And without dr- dragging old Grant, are we, are we any clearer on Wilkins or not? Anyone know anything that we don't? Or is no, it I still mean, the big mystery that... It is a big mystery. I mean, I've heard various yeah. stories, but, you know, everyone always goes... The A word, know. you know. The A word. Alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> an alcoholic, that's okay. the A word. An alcoholic. Can, can you imagine anyone less likely to be an alcoholic? We never than Ray use Wilkins? the A word. We call them the unquenchables. <laughs> <here. laughs> <laughs> so, it, so it really, and that's it, that's it, that's it. There's nothing more than. I no. mean, literally, I thought we'd be now. I thought we'd, you know, I've been, I got all Chelsea rumours and all the things. I think Graham and Wilkins. Nothing. I mean, it's... it's well, you know. we did Chelsea TV, and we did it with Cundy the day of. Oh, uh, okay. Cundy, um... Kerry Dixon. Kerry, and I think they were as bereft as we were. Yeah, but they of kind of... No one had a clue, really. All they said was, you know, there's so many people up Abramovich's arse. Yeah. That, you know, people are putting, what's he doing? What's that? What's that? Yeah, but first team coach. This is all allegedly, and these words of Philip (laughs) Daniels, not mine. (laughs) But middle of the season, to rock the boat like that, summing, it can't be just, you know, an end of contract type. It's got to be something, something must have gone on. Well, the rumours are that, uh, supposedly, there's another rumour where Wilkins basically told them that they didn't know what they were doing. 
Which, if that was true, you know, I mean, it's all speculation, and I hate speculation. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Didn't, didn't, didn't the special one do pretty much the same thing in the press? Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. Let me manage the team. You run the club, and look how long he lasted exactly. after that. You know, in no business can, can you, you go in boss? and slag the boss off, yeah. say you don't know what you're doing, expect to be sitting at your desk the next day. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, whether that happened or not, we have no idea, but... The, it is it is curious isn't it this has gone on a few weeks now it's just there's nothing it, there's just nothing out there no you know no real substance to anything i i, I well I that's the problem it. at the moment we're not playing well and it's all a bit of a mess isn't it we've got three assistant coaches we've got mind you that must show that ray must have been very good at putting cones out if they've had to put three new people <laughs> in to well that's out. it one you know clement the other day uh angelotti said oh yes he's, he is our coach he, he does the set plays now if he does a set place who's got him um drogba taking the corners he's a center forward what, isn't that, he? what, what is that about well I, sorry if that was ray wilkins he had to go because <laughs> it <laughs> makes no sense to no. me our best header of the ball. But that shows me that the players have got the power to say, I'm taking the corner. Because if I was the manager of Chelsea, which I'm not, I would say to Drogba, you ain't taking the corners. You've got to stand in the middle and g- get hurt. Yeah, exactly. Well, didn't, when, when Drogba had that little hissy fit when Lampard went to take the penalty, he had that little hissy fit before. You know, this isn't a democracy. You've just got to do what the boss says. Yeah, I mean, he got to take his, he got it later on, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. So it all worked out in the end. But he has he apologised on patch on pitch hissy fit, which always looks good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, he's had some cracking moments. You know, I mean, I'd love to see his best of worst of moments all in one. Gary's not that great a fan of him. I I love him, but I did for a season with our other mate Trevor Laird, who's done this. We slaughtered him for, for yeah, his the first season. season the I amount of time he spent on the ground, rolling around, you know, half dead. I mean, this, he got booed off by his own fans on more than one occasion. Yeah. You know, he really did not warm to him. Then made out he never wanted to come to Chelsea. It wasn't his doing, and he's quite happy to go anywhere else. And, you know, he he's and now not, wants to spend the rest of his yeah, career at Chelsea because yeah. yeah. no one else wants him now. Well, it's not just about us. So, listen, email us your views at Chelsea at playbackmedia.co.uk Listen, on the Twitter, we need more of you, mates. You know, we need more of you following us, like the Chelsea. This week, Lee, explicit, uh, Thomas Nolan, Jeff Monday, amongst many others, have started to follow us on Twitter, so join them, please. What games we got coming up? Well, we've got the uh, wonderful game of Everton at home. Which... I bet Moyes is happy. Right. Well, he bought Everton won West Brom 4. Yeah, did, did they they lost on the weekend, didn't they? Everton yeah. at home to West Brom, four one. And 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 he's made a right duff signing in Jermaine Beckford. I mean, he looks like I was speaking to a Leeds no, that fan. That geezer he bought is the worst signing, the one with the hair that goes. No, he's quite good though. Yeah, but he, uh, he only plays bob. once every three games, yeah. doesn't he? Because he gets <laughs> sent off as soon as he's back from a suspension. But you know, they're, they're you a funny sp- you SpongeBob pajamas or whatever he's called. <laughs> you, you get the, you get the feeling with Ed Moyes that he's been there too long. That he probably should move on for a new challenge, a new thing. Now he just was waiting for Ferguson to die. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Well, him, and Ven- him and Wenger, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we all are. But, um, <laughs> you know, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Mo- Moisey, uh, the worst thing about Moyes, they've had a real stuffing at home. He's not going to let them play like that two games running, but we'll see what, what happens. And I bet he's got that mad thousand-mile stare that he has. You know, he's <laughs> oh, got that mate. scary Scottish thousand-mile stare. I'd hate to be in that dressing room 4-1. That's what the first thing I thought. 
Everton won West Brom four. Oh God! I'll, I'll he will definitely. He will definitely have hurt somebody in that dressing room. I'm sure. I reckon Beckford. But um, or Leighton Baines. <laughs> Leighton Baines <laughs> sounds like a really bad new city, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Too many roundabouts. Yeah. And then of course, then he got well. The, for me, they've got a couple of decent players. I mean, Cahill. I mean, I find him so irritating. A, he's ex Millwall, and B, he always pops up and scores a goal. He's With a good player. Nuts. Yeah, he is. He's a good player. I mean, unbelievable. You know, he's one of those players. If you had him in your side, you'd love him, wouldn't you? Mm. What were you saying about cashew nuts? That they're big. Yeah, they're really big. Are they? Yeah, they're, they're like. If you see a cashew nut, sorry for everyone at home, we've just gone onto a little random <laughs> thing here. But we were eating. The boys nuts. had some <laughs> cashew nuts with their wine before <laughs> it. <laughs> but they're big. They're like it's like a it looks like a big pear that's in the shape of a cashew nut. And I was like, what the hell are these? Well, you and, smash them a bit. Yeah, and there's a tiny little cashew nut, and that's probably why they're so yeah. expensive because they're not, you know, because they're massive. Yeah, they are. And, and apparently, to right. pick them, they're a bit poisonous. I said, we're really going off track. You know what I mean? No, no, no. <laughs> Chelsea, like Chelsea cashew nuts. Okay, okay. Chelsea. <laughs> cashew nuts yeah it's it's educational but do you let me ask you something do you kind of feel that we it's not when, when they're doing all these things like the sacking of wilkins and all this stuff, do you feel that you've lost your team a little bit that it's completely no one not that anyone really had it in their control but it's it's one man's play thing a little bit again now but it's the same with football all the way around now that's that's the shocking thing yeah you could look at it like that one would like to romanticize it as a fan and say well at least abramovich has fallen in love with chelsea this is his toy it's his play thing but he understands and gets the bigger picture then when certain things happen and they're not explained to us possibly we feel that there's there's a lack of communication and it's not working out i mean we we hear this week again that ramirez uh, another player has been bought against the wishes of the manager why why does this keep happening and why is it a good idea to buy players that your manager doesn't want i mean they did it with Mourinho. they you know they just keep forcing these players that they think are a great bargain on a manager who doesn't really want them and it's it's too early to say whether ramirez is a you know because Maluda had a terrible first season and then really came alive. But it just, it, it doesn't feel like that's the way to build a team. I don't know. There are people uh, that love football. Um, I talk to them these days. I'm not bothered with football anymore. It's just full of these people. It's like the geezers that bought Blackburn, you know? Mm. Just full of this sort of, what is it? Are they football fans or it's, not? It would just or become like in, Formula One. Is it power? It is a problem, I think, in the game, and um, I just hope, you know, I love Chelsea, and I just hope we, we, you know, don't go the way of that, and we go the proper way. It just, it just, sometimes it seems that, you know, like, we, we've had a few sackings over the year, Mourinho, Wilkins now, that it seems that someone's upset the wrong person, and they had to go, even though it would have been much better to wait till the end of the season, you know, you don't have to, there's plenty of jobs where people don't talk to each other for a couple of months until the you know until that project's over you know it just seems to be a, you a talk to the players football's always been like that it's just the most yeah. sort of you know uncaring unimaginative and ruthless yeah. you know you go right oh we lost this week who can we blame all right well, you're sacked so well, when you're buying and selling human beings and yeah. kind of it's it's a, it's going to be a ruthless thing anyways on it? that point listen we got everton and they'll get back on their winning ways against everton because i think i still think we can win the league because you know, we'll get players back, and there we go. So, um, from me, I'd just like to say, oh, also, we've just got a couple of other people who who uh, also you cut that bit out, can't you? <laughs> hey, 
We'll keep it in. It'll look great. <laughs> Just want to say thanks very much to Chris Matchett for emailing in, who wonders what the hell's going on. Well, I think we've Chelsea.org. Yeah, absolutely. And Maggie in Dubai, who loves our stories. Well, we're sorry of the old games. I'm sorry we haven't had a chance to tell you a few more stories from the past. But uh, say hello to everyone in Dubai and make sure they go out and buy nice cashmere Chelsea scarves from SavileRogue.com. Actually, I got this last time we were on. We got. Well, have you got another scarf? scarf? No, it's still the same one. Why I've been are you wearing doing it, it again? I want a scarf because <laughs> I really I like need it. it. I need a scarf. <laughs> doing it again. <laughs> I've still got my original scarf from back in '77. I need a new one. You've got your original scarf. I sure do. The one which my mum has sewn on a little lion on it and everything. Little patch, like right there. Oh, oh really nice. That. It's good. Sweet. Yeah, my boy wears it sometimes. Oh, that's, that's even better. Yeah, generations. What else, Cal? Come on. Well, that's about it, apart from... if Arsenal went on for hours and hours. Well, yeah, well, we can. We can drone on and on. Oh, woe is us. Now, I just wanted to say also, because I'm having a little bit of a forum on this. Now, something we haven't talked about, which I know you've seen since, is the Osgood statue, which I've been moaning about, saying, it's wonderful, but who the hell is it? Because it certainly doesn't... Okay. It's not Peter Osgood's head. Um, and you went to see it, didn't you, last week? I did. I went and had a look, and, um, I think the legs look good, the body looks good, but I think the the poor bloke who does the, um, carving, he's got Bobby Moore on his, his <laughs> mind. Well, he did Bobby Moore at Wembley, didn't he? Like a Lionel, so Ri- a Li- Lionel Richie video. <laughs> <laughs> <Actually>. Hello? <laughs> um... <laughs> It were, you know, I don't want to slag the there. bloke off, but if they could chop the head off and do it again more like Osgood, I think it'd be better. <laughs> yeah. I think they spent too much time on the uh, the new nightclub that's opening that's meant to be really swanky and the, it's going to be the new place that all the players hang out, so I'm told. But I thought we don't want them in nightclubs. I can't see why we're building them a new one unless it's they want it on premises so they can see what's going on. So if they're going to be in any nightclub, we're going to have it in our one. Well, they all ended up in purple, and they, but they never ever went there, did they? Well, they no, but, but no, but they built their Did you never do DJ into any yeah, the Chelsea have. players? Yeah, I have. Yeah, 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 I have a few times. But who's, who's the best Scala. mover? Um, <laughs> uh, back in the day, there were, I don't know, a few people. In, uh, but back in the day, I mean, quite a few players used to DJ as well. There was Daniel Diccio, he used to DJ, and loads of people, yeah. There was, QPR. Yeah, there, but there were quite QPR. a few, there were quite a few um, players who DJed as well, so... Uh, but I think now it's all it's all a bit too uh, R and B and kind of MTV for me now. What the sort of man bag? <laughs> <laughs> man bags have always been in football. Oh yes. Oh <laughs> uh, well. You probably had some in some of your charity games. Wouldn't they give you a man bag? No. You've no, played no, at no. Wembley, haven't you? I have. Tw- I played the old Wembley and the new Wembley, and I've scored at Wembley. I got asked last year to be in goal for the Wembley. You know, they do that weird penalty shootout where they get like a few people from the crowd and they have to score goals. And they win. I think it's for like nationwide or something. It's for an England match, and they, I got asked to go in goal. And I was like, not a chance. Am I having forty thousand people sing nasty songs behind my back? <laughs> not again, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna. Well, I think we're gonna um, knock it on the head now. All right, that sounds fine to me. Um, there's plenty more things we could have talked about. Well, go on, Carrie, go on. No, if you want to be like Arsenal, go on and on. No, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It was actually something you said to me earlier that made me laugh because we were talking about. Oh, I was going to talk about the tot- Tottenham and Chelsea. Yeah, there you go. There's loads of stuff. Oh there. yes, yeah, that was Who, good. What? Name me a team that have played for Tottenham and Chelsea. 
So what we've got to go you got from... for the players that have played for both clubs. Sure. So we start at the back, Cudicini, goalkeeper. Yeah. Defenders, what defenders have played for both? Dallas. And Ooh. Jason. Cundy. Cundy. Um, yes. Full backs. Oh, there's a bit of a cheat in the full backs because um, he was a, we bought him as a centre forward, but he did play right back for us. Oh, he scored um, four in his first game. Yeah, that is... Oh, uh, um... Uh, um, um Colin, Colin Lee. Colin Lee. Oh, OK. Yeah. Colin Lee. Oh, see, these games are brilliant fun. Uh, who's on... <laughs> Left <laughs> back. Um, we bought him off Man City. Oh, uh, no. What, Man City. Terry Phelan, he never played No. Um, I think we got him off Man City. Clive someone. Clive Wilson. Clive Wilson. Oh, yes. Not Clive s- wi- someone. Clive Wilson was wonderful. Clive Wilson. Oh. Midfield's a bit easier. Clive Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Midfield's a bit easier. Well, you can have Venables. You can. Uh, I didn't put him in, so that's yeah, an extra that's one. That's good. You can have, oh, Glenda, of Glenda. course. Yeah. Um, oh, who else? Who else? Come on, Ooh, midfield. He, Mickey Joy's time. Well, a bit later, John Neal. He came John, in to oh, steal us up. I've got, I got another one. Mickey Hazard. Mickey Hazard. Mickey Hazard. Roberts. Robert Graham Roberts. Oh, Andy Townsend. Andy, Andy Townsend. Tottenham. No, he never played Did for Tottenham. Did he not? No, oh, no, no. He didn't play for Tottenham. God. Oh, I couldn't have bared that. <laughs> um, I, I was upset when he left for Villa, wasn't he? Yeah. I was upset with that. Yeah, because it was a strange move. Up there. front, the greatest fo- the greatest. Jimmy. Jimmy Greaves. And the other fella that scored... Gordon Jury? Yeah, and 49 goals in a season. Who? Dixie Dean. <laughs> um, what, 49 goals in... Who? Who scored 49 goals in a season for Tottenham, but he played for Chelsea at the end of his career? Clive Allen. Clive Allen. There you go. Clive Allen. Why did he move around so much? No one liked him. But I mean, literally, no, because literally he was amazing, wasn't he? And he just moved around and he never stayed anywhere more well, than like remember, a season. Well, he went to Arsenal and never played for him, did he? I mean, he, he stayed he, about half a day there. I mean, literally, I, it was always, I never understood why he never stayed anywhere long Falco enough. Falco played for us as well, didn't he? Falco. Oh, God. Yeah, not Falcao. Well, like Rock Man. We all Des. thought we bought a Brazilian, <laughs> didn't we? And then he had then big nose turn. Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Carry brilliant. On. That's brilliant. But um, I was just going to say quickly, you know, we've been linked with all sorts of strange things, Barcelona and and, and what have you, and uh, the the Real Madrid situation. Quickly about the two red cards, and we're talking about pulling oh. socks up, and what a ridiculous scenario that is. And you said, well, that's kind of what JT does. Well, JT, all his career, I've watched him. When he comes up for corners for Chelsea, he, he goes down and fiddles with his socks yeah. to pretend he's not in the area. And you termed this to me, you said, he does sneaky socks. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do sneaky socks. <laughs> well, I think we'll all do sneaky socks. I'm doing sneaky so socks this now. is called Sneaky Socks, and cheerio, everybody. And thanks for listening to us, and uh, we'll see you next week. And thanks a lot to Seb as well. Yeah, brilliant, Thanks Seb. for having Cheers. us. Cheers. Yeah, come again. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please call our marketing partners, Sports Revolution, on 0207 580 2850 or drop them a line at info at sportsrevolution.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.